The following podcast looks at the generational gap in farming when it comes to succession planning. Vanessa Hahn hosts a roundtable discussion with three other members of the regional WorkSafe team, Ian Dainty, Andy Abbey and Julie Gaunt. They explore the intricacies of navigating work practices of older generations when the emerging generation of farmers builds on those practices in order to facilitate a safer work environment. Hi, I'm Vanessa Hahn from WorkSafe and joining me today is Andy Abbey, Ian Dainty and Julie Gaunt. Um, we'll be discussing succession planning, using the knowledge and skills of the older generation of farmers to implement safe work practices. Julie, I know that you're very passionate about this and you have um, been to farms where farmers have spoken to you about the older generation being on the farms and their concerns. Can you shed some light on this, please? Absolutely, Vanessa. Um, what often is the case when I go there is I, I find that there's layers of um, compliance. So the younger generation have an awareness of what they need to be doing in regards to work health safety. And the older generation have a different perspective. And that often can be, um, well, we've been doing this for 100 years and we've never heard anybody yet. So we're just going to continue to do it. Um, and then we've got the younger generation saying, I can't make my dad wear a helmet on a quad bike or I can't make mum put seat belts on the kids when they're driving around the farm. And so it's really pertinent time to start to think about those responsibilities and how you might actually put things into place where everybody's on the same page in regards to work health safety. Okay, so where do you think the younger generation are learning that we need to do this? What is it that's, what what's caused the difference in in opinion or the difference in thinking? A lot of that's actually coming from export markets or from um, being suppliers to Coles and Woolies where there's an obligation already put on them as a supplier and it creates awareness. So um, there's been a lot of work done in that space over the last couple of years and the younger generation are the ones who tend to do a lot of the paperwork and are involved in doing those checks. Um, the older generation from what I've seen um, will do a lot of background work and um, and often aren't as aware or perhaps um, aren't as dedicated to those levels of commitment. TAFE and Ag schools as well, I'd imagine, would be driving home the message. starting to see more people, yes, coming yeah. in. And I guess what we have to remember is that um, farming in general doesn't have things like trades training where there's always an element of OSH training or work health safety training within that. If you became a hairdresser or a carpenter or um, any other form of um, industry, you would learn that um through your courses but in farming often you pick up what you know from your family who've taught you um, or other farms that you might have worked on yourself so often that um, passage of information isn't always correct or it isn't always as in-depth as what it needs to be and I guess there's that disparity is what I'm seeing and it's often quite a generational thing. So we're not um, disputing the fact that the older generation carry with them a, an absolute wealth of knowledge they know the land, they've worked the land for decades. Um, but what we're seeing now, though, is that the younger emerging generation are more risk adverse. They do want to do the right thing. And they're thinking in terms of business continuity. A lot of suppliers, like you said, would require a safety management system in place. And so in order to grow your business, you can't keep doing the same 
thing the same way you've always done before you've got to change you've got to adapt that's correct and i think the younger generation probably becoming more aware that safety isn't a destination it's a moving platform so what you do this year you may be able to do safer next year and certainly um, that obligation continues on through the life of your business Um, the older generation haven't had that benefit of those discussions or those compliances perhaps being as available to them and they tend to do what works. So as you say, they have great skills and knowledge and we certainly don't want to lose that in an agricultural workplace. Yeah. Um, but what we do want to do is make sure that everybody works at the same level and there is that bringing on board um, the thoughts and skills and then amalgamating them with the requirements under legislation. It's not a big ask. It's just something that really does need to be talked about and managed in um, farming. I, I love what you said, Julie, that safety is not a destination. Because really it is just, it's a journey. We're all on that journey, regardless of what we do in life. We are on that safety journey. It's it's not a destination. That's an important take-home message. Yeah, one of my backgrounds in manufacturing and one of the the key buzzwords we used to use was continuous improvement. You should be continuously looking as to how you can improve what you do. Just because you've done it like that for quite some time doesn't mean that there is a isn't a better way out there of doing it. So that that leads me onto the next point of we're asking farmers to comply to do the right thing. Julie, do you want to shed some light on the agricultural page that WorkSafe will be putting out soon? So WorkSafe have realised that a lot of their incidences that are happening are actually in the agricultural areas and not just one particular type of agriculture, but um, in, in various parts of agriculture. So it does seem to be quite endemic. And what we've seen in the last 12 months is a death um, in a month, every month, for 12 months. That's um, certainly something that we can't tolerate as an industry, is for people to go through more of the same. And so we effectively need changes. We need people to become aware of how they can reduce the likelihood of incidents and then to actively do those things. WorkSafe here are really happy to talk to um, farmers about their individual requirements to assist them in um, guidance. We've got some great information and we're looking at expanding our webpage to include information specifically aimed at agricultural industries. And that's going to be an ongoing thing, isn't it, Vanessa, where we'll continue to add to that. I think that's good because I I would admit that our website is probably not the easiest uh, website out there to to actually navigate. So anything that can bring things down to at least a single start page um, has got to be a step in the right direction. And of course, we'll get once we get that up and running, we'll get that communicated to the industry so they know where at least to begin to start. I'm definitely seeing a hunger now from farmers wanting information, wanting a place to start and wanting something that's simple. Obviously, there's a lot of suppliers out there and you can buy into systems and some Mm -hmm. of them are inexpensive and some of them are eye-wateringly expensive. But I guess the important point really, Vanessa, is that when you're starting something, you've got to do something that you can actually manage. It's no good implementing a system that you don't know how to work. Um, that system could in, in turn um, lead you to some grief if you don't follow it and then there's an incident um, and the preventative method was in a system that you never actually got around to applying. So when I see people wanting to get into that space, I get them to break it down into some very simple steps and then to start to apply those steps and then the learnings along the way. Safety doesn't have to be complicated, does it? It certainly doesn't have to be complicated and expensive. It just needs to be manageable and understood by all parties involved. 
And, and, and that's the issue when you don't understand the system. It can be quite mind-boggling. You don't know where to start. And I hopefully with this um, new agricultural page and the content that's going to be put um, onto the site, it will help farmers to go through step-by-step process in terms of where to start, what to do. And if WorkSafe doesn't have that information, I think what we want to encourage farmers to do is to actually feedback call us up, email us, and let us know what we can do um, to help them. We are more than happy to assist. And uh, we've got some great inspectors. You've got a lot of skills and knowledge in agriculture. And it's it's a a good thing for us to be able to work with our stakeholders Mm -hmm. and offer them the benefit of um, our knowledge of the Act and regulations and help them to find the space which is reasonable um, and practicable for them to do. Yeah, because yeah, although we're an enforcement agency and you know we, we find people and we prosecute people and that sort of thing, our main role really is to ensure that persons conducting a business or undertaking are actually complying with the legislation. So we can go to a workplace and, uh, okay, so we all issue an improvement notice, but it's not a fine. That's really es- essentially an opportunity to improve what, you're doing within your business. That's yeah. a good point, Andy. And I think what a lot of people don't realise is that um, when a WorkSafe inspector does give you an improvement notice and asks you to make some changes, that we consider um, a time frame for you to do that reasonably within. But also we don't fine you in that instance because we want you to invest any money that you mm. might have in your outcomes and making sure that your workplace is safer. So oftentimes people will think it's like a parking fine and they need to cough up lots of money. That's certainly not the case. It's guidance. One of the things that we mentioned earlier was going back to fatalities, a death a month. And it has been out in the news. We've had 12 fatalities over 12 months. Ian, is there a particular age range that we're looking at in terms of fatalities? Um, I think really, fr- from from memory, and I don't have the data to hand, but there's actually a very broad range mm-hmm. of of ages in there, through to um, senior farmers and and, and senior growers, uh, through to to a much younger generation. Um, I think the, the the young chap, unfortunately, the, the the most recent, I think, was just 24 years yeah. of age, which it's tragedy. So it doesn't matter what age you are. I think, though, with one of the concerns that comes out of this is that the older generation may feel that, you know, if we're talking here about the knowledge that the older generation has, and I don't dispute for one minute, they've got some fantastic knowledge, they've got some fantastic experience. There may be an element that some people think they're almost on the scrap heap and, you know, they don't have anything to offer, but it's actually the converse. They have so much to offer. It's really how do we get that good knowledge that they've got from them to, to the next generations. And I'm not sure how that's done, whether that's you know done around the kitchen table at night and we, we, we talk about stuff. I don't know if when um, we, we sit down and we or, or when the family or the business sits down and looks at, um, you know, at part of that safety management system. The experience that that older generation has got to me is invaluable in, you know, if somebody says, oh, well, what about if we do it this particular way? That person that's been doing this for literally seasons and seasons can say, well, this is what's happened when we've done that sort of stuff in the past. And so therefore we don't have to relearn yeah. the same mistake. We've, we've got that first-hand knowledge of something either working or not working. Um, and again, that's, that's really then about protecting the future generation. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of um, the older workers on farmers, uh, farms, sorry, um, have gone through some exceedingly difficult times, times when there haven't been uh, a workforce and they've had to work really hard by themselves, long hours and alone um, on equipment that potentially wasn't designed to do the work that new equipment has. Tractors didn't have rollover protection. They didn't have cabs back in their day. And they're used to toughing it out. And I think there um, needs to be some understanding that it doesn't have to be as difficult. It doesn't have to be as dangerous as what it was in their day. And it's getting them to cross over their thought patterns when they're doing that work to... um, wearing a seatbelt, making sure that they have a helmet on when they're on quad bikes or motorcycles, that they do think about the capabilities of the plant machinery that they're using and make sure things like guards are in place and, and um, maintenance has been done. So it's it's that flow through, I guess, of taking the skills and applying the, the newer workplace um, safety aspects to it to make sure that everybody's on the same page at the farm. Mm. And I think as well, some of those simple almost simple PPE steps, you know, wearing a pair of gloves, wearing some eye protection, wearing hearing protection, they all come together and they actually all form a stronger safety element perhaps. You know, again, if you, very simple things, you know, if you cut your hand on a piece of machinery, if you cut your hand on a barbed wire fence and you're not wearing a glove, you have the potential then to be out of action for a number of days, but simply wearing something precludes that happening and it means that you can get up the next day and carry on doing the job and and you're not out you know, for a little while and that sort of stuff. So there's a whole range of layers um, that we can do that can ultimately make things safer but still allows a job to get done. Yeah, and I guess what I see is um, that um, adult children who've grown up on a farm with farming parents um, haven't often stepped out of that role of being the child of the father. So when I arrive at the workplace and Dad is roaring around on the quad bike without a helmet and I say, is he involved in the business? Yes, he's one of the directors of our business. Mm -hmm. Then the obligation applies to him and they need to apply that obligation to him. If they can't control him operating a quad bike and putting a helmet on, then the quad bike really perhaps should be stood down from activity till such time as he catches up. That's a, that's a difficult bit though, isn't it? If your father is the director of the business and that's the complexity of working in a family business, you'll always be the child regardless of how old you are. Um, and this is where you step out of that parent-child relationship and go into the business end of the, the relationship. We go, we're going out of the family, we're going yes, into a business. that's right. We're all business people, we're all working together, yeah. we all have an obligation and we need to all be meeting that. We don't give concessions because he's dad and we can't tell him what to do. Yeah. Difficult conversations, but we probably need to have them. Absolutely. It's for everybody's benefit. And, and yeah. it's better to have the conversations now than later on when there's a fatality, you're sitting there with a regret going, I wish I'd done it before, I wish I'd said that and asked him to do it. And we have seen a significant amount of older farmers um, come to grief. Um, yeah. And we don't want to see more of that in the future. Yeah, I guess it's worth emphasising to the dad that he's an important part of the business, you know, and his safety is, is crucial to survival of the business and the prospering of the business. And if he's taken out of the equation because he's been injured or, uh, worst-case scenario, uh, been killed, then... Uh, that, that does affect the business. And, it, I mean, it's an emotional thing, but it's also a financial thing as well. 
Yeah, and it's quite catastrophic and it's something that um, we've seen many families over the years struggle to recover from those losses mm-hmm. um, and it's it's something that we really want them to focus on, having those, as Ian says, difficult conversations, sitting down and working out a strategy for moving forward and making sure that people apply um, that all through the all members of the family, whether it's um, granddad, dad or the kids, so that everyone has the same thoughts on occupational health and safety. Let's, let's not just assume all the farmers are male. There's plenty yes. of women out there yeah, doing there it as well. Yeah, there is plenty of women. <laughs> True. <laughs> yes. Julie, have you dealt with any farmers who have successfully done this succession planning um, and worked with the older generation? I certainly have, and I'm starting to see a wave now of um, those difficult conversations being had, regular safety meetings at workplaces Mm -hmm. where that can be discussed, um, looking at manuals for plant and machinery to work out how does the manufacturer want us to operate this and then making sure everyone's on the same page. I am seeing the beginning of that conversation happening in agriculture. I guess what we want to see is making sure that everybody's doing that. What do you think's driving that, Judy? I think a large amount of it is fear of going to prison, to be honest, Andy. Most people have been um, told that uh, WorkSafe's out to get you and that the new (laughs) legislation is our tool to do that. Obviously, that's not what we want to do. We want what they want. We're all on the same page here. We want people to be safe at work. That'd be great if they could put us out of a job, wouldn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) If everybody did the right thing, we wouldn't be sitting here having this um, podcast right now. Look, over the years I've been to a number of serious injuries and fatalities Mm. and um, I've never yet been to one that I haven't thought this was sadly preventable. Mm. And I guess I'd like families to really take that home and think about that, what is preventable in their own workplaces and um, and to put the plans into place to make sure that they're not the next person. I think it's also important to, and you mentioned agricultural colleges and schools, it is important to put your children through these colleges, schools, because they're bringing home information that you may not necessarily have been aware of. But when you when they do bring home that information, to actually embrace it mm. and not just go, well, that's what you learned at school. Yeah. Just embrace the teachings as well. Yeah, because I, I guess with farms, you know, often they're very remote. They can be quite insular, quite isolated, mm. and perhaps not as open at, or um, just simply from where they are actually physically located, um, new ideas perhaps don't flow through to them in quite the same way as they would in the metro area. If you look at some of the bigger companies, I mean, you mentioned Coles and Woolies, uh, Julie. You know, they they use safety for a reason, and it's not it's not that they don't care about employees and and workers, but it's also makes good financial sense to to have these safety systems in place. Safety and efficiency are linked quite closely. Uh, good safety is good business and that's one of the main reasons why these big organisations have it and, and it will work equally as well in a small business as it would in a large business. Yeah, I agree and I think there's been a, a tendency to think of safety as being a luxury that you um, perhaps if you can get time and money to put towards. Um, when you get time and money, then yeah. it's part of the job. I guess the old the old school way of thinking was that safety was a hindrance. And I had a lot of farmers say to me over the years, safety doesn't make me money. 
Yeah. It, it, it prevents you from being in a place where that you, you've not only lost people that you care about, people that work for you, um, but potentially you can face some very serious outcomes under the law. To prevent all of that, the simple way is sitting down and starting a conversation. So what would be our take-home messages to our listeners? Definitely get started a conversation today. Yeah. Don't wait tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Get started. And I guess the thing to say to um, a lot of the farmers who say, oh, I've been doing this, you know, for the last 60 years and I've never changed, that's not the case. That's not the case. I don't see the Clydesdales when I arrive at these farms. I see you using the latest chemicals. I see you using the latest tractors and machinery. So you're on the you're on the journey. You just need to catch up with safety. Correct. From, from my experience of dealing with farmers, they are pretty smart people. Um, they're very good at putting good systems in place and uh, there's no reason why any business can't implement a good safety system. Yeah, we're uh, here to help, aren't we? So what yeah. was that number, Andy, that you had for WorkSafe? If people want some advice on where to start. Okay, yeah, so if if there's any farmers out there who would like to speak to a WorkSafe inspector directly, you can ring the WorkSafe call centre, uh, which is, the number is 1300-307-877, and you can speak to a WorkSafe inspector directly. Fantastic. Thanks, team. I think we can all agree that we have a deep respect for the older generation. We have a deep respect for the knowledge that they bring to the table. Regardless of the industry, there is a deep respect. There's also a sense of caring that we want to ensure that they are living well into their old age. That's Um, correct. They deserve it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you very much. Thanks, Vanessa. Thank Thank you. Thank you.